Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, October 10th, and we have completed week 40 of 2022. Have you noticed that we have some new podcasts on our Business Travel 360 channel? Business Travel 360 is happy to announce that we have started to showcase more content for you, our listeners. The great thing is that all through the week, you'll be able to access even more than before. We have What's Up in Business Travel, a podcast that updates you on only the important news of the week, Heart-Inspired Podcasts, which focuses on career development topics, Linking the Travel Industry Podcast talks about the travel industry topics posted on LinkedIn, and the No Jet Stress Podcast focuses on travel wellness. We think that you will enjoy all these wonderful additions and will make Business Travel 360 your home for business travel podcasts. Now, let's get to the headlines. SpaceX and NASA launched a crew of astronauts who hail from all over the world on a trip to the International Space Station on Wednesday. The mission, which includes some historic firsts, moved forward even during rising geopolitical tensions. The four crew members, astronauts Nicole Mann and Josh Casada of NASA, astronaut Koichi Wakata of JAXA, or Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, and cosmonaut Anna Kinkina of Roscosmos, took off aboard a SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft at 12 noon from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Dubbed Crew-5, the mission is the sixth astronaut flight launched as a joint endeavor between NASA and SpaceX. The DOT has given the go-ahead for Delta and LATAM to launch a joint venture for flights between the U.S. and Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Peru, and Paraguay. The approval means that the airlines will have antitrust immunity, allowing them to jointly operate schedule and market flights. In addition, loyalty program members of Delta and LATAM will enjoy reciprocal points accrual and redemption and reciprocal elite frequent flyer benefits, including shared lounge access. Delta currently owns 10% of LATAM. International business travel has reached the halfway mark as economic concerns now overshadow COVID-19 as the key obstacle to business travel, according to a GBTA poll of almost 600 member travel buyers and suppliers. Travel managers in the survey on average said their domestic business travel volumes have reached 63% of their 2019 levels and international travel has reached an average of 50% of 2019 levels. About a quarter of buyers surveyed said international travel has surpassed 70% of pre-COVID-19 volumes. A solid majority said that their company now allows non-essential business travel, 86% for domestic and 74% for international. In terms of expectations for 2023, only 4% of travel suppliers in the survey said COVID-19 would be the most like culprit in reduced business travel bookings compared with 80% or more who were concerned with tighter or frozen travel budgets due to high inflation or a recession. The U.S. Travel Association, the leading lobby group for the industry, estimates that delays by the U.S. State Department in issuing visas could prevent 6.6 million people from traveling to the U.S. next year resulting in a loss of $11.6 billion in spending. The visa wait times are hampering the U.S.'s competitiveness, according to economists. An estimated 61% of Brazilian, 66% of Indian, and 71% of Mexican tourists said that they would likely choose another country to visit if visa wait times exceeded a year. All these hassles translate into loss of billions in spending for the U.S. travel industry. USTA projects that the loss of tourists, 
from Brazil, Mexico, and India equate to $5 billion in 2023. Spending on events and brand experiences within the corporate sector is expected to rise by as much as 83% according to the annual ICE report. However, the report warns that this is not just a sign of growing confidence in events, but a reflection of the spiraling cost of running events as inflation and cost of materials, people and fuel all begin to affect the sector. Launched at Seven Connect Europe, the report also uncovered the key challenges for brands and event departments in 2023, with sustainability, 59%, remaining a key challenge. The issue was ranked ahead of measurement of event performance, 51%, which remains a key issue, and ensuring that the brand is represented consistently across the event, 41%. Diversity, equality, and inclusion, 37% is a key issue, and has now risen to the top five challenges. Now in news relating to changes in travel due to the pandemic. The FAA has finalized a long-awaited rule that extends the required rest period between shifts for flight attendants to 10 hours. The move comes nearly a year after the FAA proposed the final rule last October and nearly four years after an October 2018 congressional mandate that put the minimum rest period to be extended to 10 hours from the current minimum of 9 hours. Flight attendant shifts can still last up to 14 hours. Alaska, JetBlue, Southwest, and United Airlines also all schedule at or over 10 hours minimum rest, the union said. Though absent a federal mandate, those rest periods can be reduced at the company's discretion. Extending the required flight attendant rest period to 10 hours could be costly for airlines. A day after the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention announced it was dropping all country-specific COVID-19 travel advisories, the U.S. State Department updated its own travel advisories. The U.S. State Department added 81 new travel advisories, including some of the most popular European destinations. Of the 50 new warnings, there were only 6 new or updated Level 4 warnings that say do not travel. Travelers can also enroll in the State Department's STEP program, which stands for Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. This is a free program that allows U.S. citizens either living abroad or traveling to receive information about safety conditions in the country and help the U.S. Embassy contact them in case of an emergency. <music> 2022 will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. UK-based data and analytics company Travelogix is integrating with travel management company back-office solution Central Command as part of its continued push for global expansion, particularly into North America. The integration comes via a strategic partnership with Servita, which supports the Central Command platform. Travelogix already has some customers on the Central Command platform that use its analytics data consolidation tool, and the integration will enable a touchless data transfer between the platforms through a dedicated API. The move comes after the company in late August announced integration with Trust Technologies, also designed to expand its reach among U.S.-based TMCs. Hyatt Hotels has entered into an agreement with German hospitality company Lindner Hotels to expand its global footprint into 15 new European markets and extend distribution in key destinations such as Düsseldorf, Frankfurt, and Hamburg. The agreement will see Düsseldorf-based companies 31 hotels join the Hyatt portfolio with a majority slated to transition to the JDV by Hyatt brand, a collection of independent hotels. The properties will be integrated into the world of Hyatt loyalty program in the near future. The Lindler portfolio will increase Hyatt's lifestyle footprint with the addition of some 5,500 rooms and destinations across Germany, Austria, Belgium, Switzerland, Spain, and the Czech Republic. 
Hertz and BP have signed a memorandum of understanding to develop a U.S. network of electric vehicle charging stations powered by BP Pulse, the energy company's global electrification and charging solutions brand. Under the agreement, BP Pulse will also manage Hertz's charging infrastructure. BP in 2021 acquired fleet charging and energy management company Ampli Power, which was rebranded as BP Pulse. The company in 2022 began installing charging infrastructure at 25 Hertz rental locations in multiple states. Last week, Hertz announced plans to order up to 175,000 GM electric vehicles, adding to its fleet of Tesla and Polestar EVs. Hilton is adding a new piece of workout equipment to nearly all the U.S. properties, the Peloton Exercise Bikes. In a press release, Hilton announced that it will soon add the high-tech digitally connected bikes to their properties in a new partnership with the company. According to Hilton, the new agreement is driven by consumer demand. The company cites a survey that they conducted that revealed 98% of travelers are prioritizing wellness activities while on the road, while 90% of Hilton Honor members say that they're more likely to stay at a hotel with a Peloton bike. The goal for both companies is to add the bikes to U.S. hotels by the end of 2022. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Delta will increase the threshold for earning its top three loyalty status tiers. The changes begin in next year's accruals for 2024 status. It is the first such change implemented by the airline since 2015. In order to achieve medallion status, SkyMiles members must reach an annual minimum threshold of dollars spent and couple that with the actual minimum of segments flown or annual minimum for miles flown. Delta won't change the current spending requirement of $3,000 to be eligible for silver medallion status. For gold, $8,000 qualifying dollars will need to be spent, up from $6,000. For platinum, the threshold is increasing to $12,000 from $9,000. For diamond, flyers will have to spend at least $20,000 in 2023, up from $15,000. London Heathrow Airport looks set to lift its cap on passengers as planed from the end of this month when the summer season ends. UK's main hub airport has imposed a 100,000 daily limit on departing passengers since July, as the aviation industry struggled to cope with the high demand of flights. The cap had originally been due to end on September 11th before being extended by Heathrow to October 29th, which marks the end of the summer schedule. Singapore's transportation minister told the national parliament that the aviation industry is looking to hire another 4,000 workers by the end of the year. If the industry reaches the hiring goal, Singapore will employ around 90% of its pre-pandemic workforce. In the first two months of the year, the airport had 1.2 million passengers, but by the end of August, it had processed 16.5 million, adding 3.3 million in August. During the pandemic, Terminals 2 and 4 were closed, but in September, Terminal 4 reopened, and half of Terminal 2 is set to reopen in mid-October. If that happens, the airport will have the capacity to handle up to 100% of pre-pandemic levels. Virgin Atlantic will no longer fly to Hong Kong, citing difficulties with Russian airspace, COVID-19 restrictions, and rededicating the Airbus A350 to other key markets in 2023. Virgin Atlantic announced that after serving Hong Kong for 30 years, the aircraft will no longer fly between the UK and Hong Kong. Executive Traveler reports that the route originally set to restart in March 2023 will no longer be part of Virgin Atlantic's network. Now in some technology news. 
BCD Travel is ending its distribution relationship with Travelport as part of a new dual global distribution strategy. As first reported by the company Dime last week, BCD will focus its distribution strategy with Sabre and Amadeus going forward. BCD SVP of Global Supply Relations said in a statement that the move streamlines our global distribution technology, where will simplify operations and technology development in the future. The SVP added that BCD has a high regard for Travelport. But we're confident in the direction we've taken is the right one for our business and our customers. Daily transportation via electric air taxi might have sounded far-fetched a few years ago, but thanks to a steady investment of technological advancement, the concept is getting closer to reality. Electric aircraft manufacturer Joby Aviation and Skyport's infrastructure are developing a movable passenger terminal called a Living Lab, where they will test technologies and procedures to shape how customers experience vertical flights. The Living Lab will travel throughout the U.S. over the next 18 months to promote acceptance of the electric vehicle takeoff and landing aircraft. Joby raised almost $600 million in January 2022 in a round led by Toyota Motor Corporation, which invested almost $400 million. Joby and Japanese airline ANA announced in February that they're collaborating to create passenger hop services from downtown locations to airports. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this business travel podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.